short and sweet parenting tips. Wishing you a wonderful new year. Hello and welcome back to the short and sweet parenting tips series on sleep solutions. The next two episodes will cover toddlers, school-age kids, and next week we'll also talk about adolescents. We are here again with Christine Stevens from Sleep Solutions by Christine. She is the sleep coach for exhausted parents, and she has offices in the D.C. area. So welcome back, Christine. Thanks for having me again. Hey, thanks. And we are talking about toddlers and young children today. So... Why is quality and quantity of sleep so important for kids? Yeah, that's uh, when we get into the toddler stage. So we're talking about the about the 12 months and older is when we're getting okay. into the toddler stage okay. that, you know, we're doing a lot more, we're doing a lot more growing. We're still within the first three wow. years of life okay. where the majority okay. of brain growth is going on. Um, but you're also seeing just behavioral changes in children at this age. They are right. growing exponentially as usual. And they are taking in all these new experiences. By the time they're a year old, most kids are starting to, you know, starting to take their first steps. They're going out and exploring. They're getting around and they're learning more about their world. So still, most things that they smell, touch, taste, hear are going to be new things. And you've got to give them the opportunity to get plenty of sleep so they can process all that new information, allow their bodies to grow you know, and really be ready for the ready for the next experience. You got to give them enough time to rest. But the quantity of sleep, in terms of how much toddlers are going to be looking for, is that uh, we're going to be looking for somewhere between twelve to thirteen hours per day. Most okay. kids are still taking a nap at this age, and okay. you know, a lot of them don't take don't stop taking naps till they're about three or four years old. But yeah, that's kind of general for toddlers. But there's people who their kids just drop naps. And is that completely normal? Is that something you think they should force? No, I, I don't necessarily want to force a nap on a toddler. But uh, before age, uh, you know, about two and a half to three years old, it's kind of like, yeah, your kids will fight naps a little bit. And they're coming into learning about their world. They're learning about what is what they're supposed to be doing. Lots and lots going on at this age. And... You know, when our kids are growing, they they can't exactly tell us that they're achy. They don't feel good. Um, yeah. And so that can disrupt sleep as well. So it's just making sure the kids are getting, that are getting plenty of sleep at this age, whether they really, really want to or not sometimes. So uh, where does sleep hygiene come into play as far as toddlers and getting enough sleep? Number one is that a child's got a place to sleep. Infants... Keep them in their cribs as long as they po- as you possibly can. Okay. You don't really want to be you don't really want to be switching kids out of cribs till they're a little closer to three years old. Okay. Before then, a lot of them don't have a real sense of staying in a bed all night long, and now you've got a child running through the house. Uh, number two is that you want to make sure their rooms are dark, mm. because you and I can't sleep with the sun in our face, and right. neither can it, and neither can they. Right. And this time of year, it's not so bad mm-hmm. because it's uh, it's kind of dark in the morning, so it's not so bad, but. Here comes the summer. The sun comes up at 5, 36 o'clock in the morning. Boom, kids are up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then really starting to, uh, you know, make sure that you've got some good habits around sleep. And things like if you don't want your toddler sleeping in bed with you, then don't allow them to. Okay. Yeah. You know, if they say they want to sleep in bed, you have to be the one to be the parent and say, you know, this is the boundary. So you got to start mm-hmm. setting boundaries around sleep. At what age can you let your kid know as far as um, sleeping in the same bed? Hey, this is an exception. 
it's because of this, don't get used to it. We, I understand sometimes that, uh, that our kids end up sleeping in bed with us or something. But remember that it's going to take somewhere between, you know, two, three nights to make a habit. So okay. it's one of those things that if you want to get into that habit, okay. But if you, you know, you do something one night, it's not really going to affect too much. Okay. Just be, just be mindful of when you are doing something a little bit different. You know, either you're going to have to get back to what you were doing before or just not get into any kind of new habits. Okay. I know you talked about the kids' room being dark. What's your thought on nightlights? So a nightlight is fine. Um, okay. Just make, a dim, just make it dim enough. We're talking like dollar store nightlights. We don't need okay. anything <laughs> cosmic. Just enough that you can either see what's going on if you have to go in and check on your child in the middle of the night. Or if your child wakes up, they can kind of look around and kind of see what's going on, but not so bright that you can read a book. We talked about this in the infant episode. I call this good sleep begets good sleep. <laughs> and how, how does that play out in toddlers and school age kids? If you're getting good sleep, uh, they're taking good naps during the day. They're going to sleep better at night. And if they're sleeping better at night, they're going to take better naps during the day. Or if okay. they're not taking naps anymore, then it's going to be, yeah, they're, they're sleeping at night. Um, and having those good, healthy sleep habits of independent sleep that they're not relying on you always to get them back to sleep in the middle of the night. Getting plenty of sleep. So getting those 12 to 13 hours a day. If they're not getting enough sleep, children are going to have more broken sleep at night. Mm -hmm. They're going to wake up a whole lot more and need our help to get back to sleep. How do you get in that habit if your kid is overtired for whatever reason? I mean, maybe he was at grandma's house or you got home from a vacation or time change. How do you get back in that cycle of good sleep begets good sleep? Sometimes you're just going to have to put your child to sleep early. That's that's probably number one, is that a lot okay. of parents want to, well, if bedtime, say for instance, bedtime is, is seven o'clock at night. Well, kiddo didn't get to sleep until closer to eight o'clock. Nap was maybe a little bit short that day or, or some other reason that they just didn't quite sleep as much earlier. Put your child to bed early. Don't keep pushing, trying to push them to bedtime. If they're tired and they're overtired, get them calm and get them to sleep and start from there. Yeah, I, I know that when my girls were overtired and I didn't do something about it, they got to the point where I couldn't even rationalize with them and then it was all over the whole night was ruined <laughs> no one's 100 percent perfect nothing is absolutely a cut and dry perfect all the time but we learn how to we learn how to roll with the punches we learn how to make things work and we find out what's going to work for our family i know that our first daughter if if she missed a nap we'd pay for it for days it would oh, be yeah. days of exhaustion our second one and, and it wasn't just because she was the second born. She could miss a nap, and yeah, she'd be tired, but it didn't ruin the next three days. If I had a dollar for every mom that came to me that said, okay, the first one or two slept really well, but this one's going to give me my, a run for my money. <laughs> it, it's, if that doesn't give you an example of like how every kid is a little bit different mm -hmm. and why. Uh, my kid is the one that if she misses bedtime, and I got so much grief over the years from from family that would be like, why are you putting your kid to bed at seven? My kid go to bed at eight thirty, and I'm like, do you want to pay for this tomorrow? Uh, exactly. <laughs> like I just that, and that's knowing your kid. Yeah. That's knowing. Here's what my kid is able to do, mm -hmm. and 
here's where the little bit of wiggle room is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't, I have to, I have to adapt to baby a little bit and adapt to her because I can't force her to stay up later because she's going to be a mess the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and um, it's not worth it. You know, how about the parent who say is driving carpool to soccer practice and the toddler or school age kid is along for the ride and they just can't get them to bed at a decent time. Do you have suggestions about that? Well, and that's always a little bit of a tough judgment call. Sometimes you have to find a way that's going to work. Maybe it's instead of having to take the baby in the car, maybe dad's spouse stays home with the baby and puts the baby to bed early or you do bedtime routine before you go to pick up from gymnastics mm. practice at seven mm-hmm. o'clock. That way baby's kind of ready for bed. And then okay. just as soon as you get home, get them in bed and try not to do it too often. If it happens once in a while or once a week, okay. You know, your mm-hmm. baby will get mm-hmm. into that routine, but just realize that uh, it might be a little bit tougher to get baby to bed that night yeah. or they just kind of, sometimes they'll just sleep. But uh, either way, you have to kind of find that, that happy balance between making sure the baby's getting plenty of sleep versus, you know, managing the rest of the household. Yeah, yeah. It's tricky when different age kids get involved, no matter what age they are. I want to go back to the sleep window. I really want to sit on this for a little bit because I feel like missing the sleep window is not something that many parents think about. I know parents who have their toddler up at 9.30 at night and they're like, look, they're not tired. Why am I going to put them to bed? Is that is that because they missed the sleep window? I mean, what would you say to a parent who is practicing that regularly, not because of any schedule demands? Uh, I would I would really look at what the end of, what the child is doing during the, you know, the rest of the day. So okay. kind of look at what your child's doing overall. Look at how much sleep they're getting at night. Look at how much, how much sleep they're taking for naps during the day. If your child's nowhere near the 12 to 13 hours, then you might want to consider making a little bit of a change and, and deciding. Because when, when we have kind of pushed them past their point of now they're, t- they're not even tired anymore, now they're, mm-hmm. they're hitting that second wind, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to bounce around and be able to make it till 9 o'clock but then they're going to be they're going to be harder to get to sleep that night and and possibly affect naps the next day. So that's when we start to get into that cycle of uh-oh, we've kept you up too late. Now I'm going to keep you up later and um what about the parent who says my kids just different. They don't need 12 hours of sleep. They're good on 7 or 8. Are there those kinds of exceptions? Well, I'm going to go off of a lot of a lot of research if, you know, I have a two-year-old that they're only getting nine hours of sleep a night and they take like one 15-minute nap during the day, it's so far away from what would be a considered a recommendation, okay. then yeah, might be, maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe it's a little bit off. So yeah, do it. Some kids would be more on the, instead of 12 to 13 hours, they might be a little closer to the 11 to 12. Okay. It's, okay. Some kids are going to be lower on the sleep needs requirements, but when it's so far different than than what I would expect for that age group. Then I kind of look around at some things and just kind of see something else is going on that's keeping the child up till 9 or 10 o'clock at night and they don't want to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So what is normal for a toddler and school-age kids sleep-wise and what are indications that there might be a problem? 
So for for toddlers and getting into school age, you know, even preschool and elementary and getting into kindergarten, elementary school, we're still going to be looking at about 12 to 13 hours. I mean, by the time they're going to kindergarten, most kids are are done with naps. Mm-hmm. Um, I have met some kids that still took a nap after they came home from kindergarten every single day for even for 30 minutes. My youngest did. Mine did. Yeah. She couldn't make it the 10 mm-hmm. minutes home from school. Couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep every single time. <laughs> and you just go, okay, I'll let you sleep for about half an hour. And she would get up and she'd be good to go for the rest of the rest of the afternoon. Um, not, one of the things that I look at that would be kind of a red flag for me, especially with a toddler, is mouth breathing, snoring a lot. Okay. Um, is one of those little red flags with me that if I, I hear that's going on with a child and lots and lots of night, you know, go, go rule out something like sleep apnea. It, okay. it does happen. Um, but mention if you're seeing something and you don't think something's right, you know, rule out medical issues, check with your pediatrician, talk with them about your concerns and see what it is. If it's not medical, well then maybe something needs to be changed kind of behaviorally and how you're doing it mm-hmm. and find out what's going on. So it's all, it all goes back to when, when what you're doing is no longer working or, you know, you're not getting enough sleep, well, then that's when you probably want to start looking at them going, yeah, we, we need to make some changes. Well, and that's where they would contact a sleep coach like you and really get down to what is going to solve that problem. Yeah, we're working with a sleep consultant. We're going to look at all the different factors that are going on with your child's sleep. You know, everything from, we should be looking at things like, their nutrition, their activity levels, how they're sleeping, where they're sleeping, what parents are trying to get to to really figure out and pinpoint what is the reason this child is not getting enough sleep and what are some things that we can do to improve that. And it's not just for the convenience of the family, which it will help, but it's also for the health of the child that you want them to get the best sleep possible. Absolutely. Now, now, Christine, since you do help people all over the world, can you give me uh, your website or how a parent would contact you if they're interested? Sure. Just go to www.sleepsolutionsbychristine.com, all one word. Click on Contact Me and fill the, little, fill the little form out really quick. It sends me an email and lets me know that you want to get in touch with me. And we'll set up a time to chat. For about 15 to 20 minutes or so, the call is completely free. <laughs> and it's really just to answer your questions and see if, if there are ways that I can help, I can learn more about your situation, and really find out what we can actually get to. And, you know, on those calls, if, if you're interested in working with me, then we can absolutely talk about that and kind of some different ways to do that. I'll also put a link to your website on the My Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page for everyone also. Right. So, Christine, thank you so much. We were talking about toddlers and kids today and their sleep habits, and you have given us so much great information. We really value uh, all your expertise. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Next week, we'll have our final installment of Sleep Solutions, Part 2 for Toddlers and Children. We'll talk about the number one sleep problem for older kids, which is different than the main sleep problem for infants. We'll also cover sleep hygiene, how to set boundaries, and cover some info on adolescence, plus a mind-blowing myth bust that surprised even me. So we hope to see you next week. This was Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, Fresh Ideas in Bite-Sized Portions.